again, glad you're here. Why don't we tell them thanks for our lunch day? Awesome job on the lunch. Amen. Glad you're here. I want to encourage you to say it every week, but really I want to encourage you. Think about somebody to invite. Think about somebody that, that, that ought to be here, that needs to be here, uh, and, and we'll set up more tables and we'll double our attendance. You bring somebody with you every single Thursday to our men's power lunch. God will bless them and bless you in that effort as well. Glad you're here today. Today, uh, we are going to step away from our study in 1 John. I'd planned to uh, continue to move through 1 John. We're going to pick that up next week. And, and come back to that study, an awesome study, again, a very relevant study uh, for where we're at today as followers of Jesus Christ. So we'll, we'll pick that up again next Thursday. Uh, man, I, I want to start off, and I really just want to ask the question today, and, and really a lot of things have changed in the last couple of days, and, and I want us to think, and I, I want to ask the question, uh, what are we doing? What are, what are we doing? How are we living you ever stop for just a second and just say, what in the heck, what in the world are we doing? How are we living today? Uh, as we go through our lives, we're, we're, we're doing these things and we, we take our kids and we say, you know what, this is what success looks like. And we, we set those goals and then we go out and we, we go to college or we go to the workforce and we pay bills and we buy stuff and we chase these things and we act like these things are the priorities and we get to the end. And, and the question is this, what in the world are we doing? How are we living today. Are we living like there is a powerful, mighty creator God? Are we living like that? Are we living like there is a God who spoke all things into existence? He is all powerful, all knowing. Are we living like there is a God? Are we living in neglect of that? Are we, are we living in awe of him? Do we wake up and say, man, there is a God and, and look at this creation. Look at the blessing of life. Look at all that we have. Look at who he is. Look at his word. Look at his character. Are we living in awe of God today? Are we living in light of the fact that he wants us to know him? Can you imagine that needs nothing from you, needs nothing from me, and yet he wants us to know him. He makes himself knowable through his word. He actually wants to be with us. Are we living like the creator God of the world wants to be in a relationship with us? Are we living in light of the truth that he sent his only begotten son? And can you imagine this? All-powerful all God, the creator, sends his only begotten son the Bible says he humbles himself. He didn't need to humble himself. He humbles himself and he comes and he takes the sin of man. He takes your sin. He takes my sin. He takes our shame and he bears it to the cross of Calvary. He pays the debt of sin. He, he spills his own blood. He didn't do anything wrong. He spills his own blood as the Lamb of God and he dies our death. Are we living like we know that we truly believe that with the debt paid and with redemption secured, that placed in a tomb that was borrowed, wasn't even his own, that three days after he's declared dead and put in there at his crucifixion day, that three days later he stands up and he walks out of this hopeless, cold grave and death can no longer keep its prey. And the testimony of the angel is, he is not here for he is risen. Do we live like we actually believe in a resurrected Savior? Is that even in our thought processes? Are we living like there is good news? 
Do we live like there's good news? There's good news. There's salvation in Jesus Christ. And those who do not possess the good news, those who haven't received the good news, they're gonna perish. Do we live like that? Or even greater than that, that sinners who embrace the good news, they're gonna be saved. Do we live like that? Are we living like the ruling, reigning king? Do you even believe this? Do we even believe this anymore the Lord of lords, the King of kings, the one the Bible calls faithful and true, he is coming again. His last recorded words are, yes, I am coming quickly. Last words of Jesus, and yes, I'm coming quickly. Are we living like Jesus is real, he's resurrected, he's reigning, and he's coming again? Is that how we're living? Is that it? Is that how we're living? And if it's not, then what in the heck are we doing? What, what would it take? What would it take to live like this is the truth? This is the truth. This is the good news. This is our hope. What would it take for us to live in light of a risen, resurrected Savior? To live like we believe it. How are we living today? Where are we spending our time today? What are we chasing today? What in the world are we doing? James chapter four, verse 14. I'm gonna read verse 13. Listen to these verses. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such city. We'll spend a year there and we'll engage in business and we'll make a profit. Listen, that's the good life. We have big plans. We have grand plans. We're gonna go to this city. We're gonna, we're gonna rake up a profit. We're gonna take the gain out of this world. That's the plans of verse 13. Verse 14, and yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. You're like a vapor. There's a cloud of vapor and we see it and we experience it and puff, poof, the vapor is gone. Middle of February, Kenny Kiesnick works all day, drives a truck for UPS, worked years in the truck for UPS. He feels bad, he gets a doctor's appointment, that's what we would all do. Next week he finds out he's got cancer. He makes, he makes plans for the treatment, the process of that, there's gonna be major surgery. He, he actually came to the men's lunch, he'd been to several before, he came to the men's lunch a couple weeks before his surgery. And on this particular day, after, after the men's lunch, we stood right back there and we talked for about 45 minutes, just the two of us. And we talked about the surprise of hearing that, the surprise of, of that word cancer. We talked about the, the shock that goes into that. We talked about really the fear. Uh, it, it's a fearful thing to not know what's gonna happen next. And we, we talked and he told me, listen, he knew Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior and he knew his only hope was in his, in his Savior, Jesus. Three weeks ago, three weeks ago, he came again to this same men's lunch and he sat right over here with his brother at this table and I walked up on him and said, are you feeling okay? And he, he said, no. And he smiled and said, but I, I'm here. Yesterday, 60-something years old, 60-something years old. Never got to draw the retirement that he'd stacked up. He passed away. 
and of his own testimony, by his faith in Jesus Christ, not of any work that he's ever done, he is eternally home. He is with his Savior, Jesus. Didn't do anything to secure it, didn't do anything to earn it, had a whole lot of different plans, thought it would end a lot different than that. As of yesterday, he's in the presence of our Savior, Jesus Christ. You never know what a day is going to hold. You never know what a day is going to bring. And we're working and we're laughing and we're living. And the next thing we know, life is but a vapor. And the Bible says, and poof, it is gone. How are we living? Listen, how are you living? How am I living? How are we living? This morning we hear the terrible news of an accident. Kids are involved. One of them them has passed on. Just like that young kid, just like that, the whole world changes. Those folks' life will never be the same. Just like that, everything changes. The hopes you had, the the plans you had, the things you thought were going to be important the last two days of school. Here's what summer's going to look like. Here's where we're going to go this summer. Just like that, everything changes. The question is this. And so how are we living? Are we, are we that distracted? Are, that, are we that enamored with the garbage of this world? Are we that oblivious? Are we that really that oblivious? Really the question is this, are we really that dumb? Are we really that dumb? Listen to me. And I don't, I don't know what you've ever heard of me in the past, but you listen to this. And you, and you mark it down and you listen. And when you walk out of here, you tell it to somebody else. Listen to me. Listen this day. There is hope. And there is good news. And there is life that is abundant. And there is life that is eternal. And listen, it still stands. And it stands, yes, even on this day. There is a Savior. His name is Jesus Christ. And he came. He lived a life with no sin. He took my sin. And he took my shame. He took yours as well. He bore it to the cross of Calvary. He paid it. He settled the debt. They killed him. They put him in a grave. Three days later, he walks out of the grave. He's alive. He's victorious. He stands. He reigns. He rules he's coming again and there is still hope on this day how are we living today there is still hope on this day here's the point today if he is not your savior if you're here today and you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ listen to me I implore you I beg you I plead with you put your faith in Jesus Christ this day You see, life is but a vapor, and it quickly, poof, passes away. If you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ, do it today. Settle it today. Well, I've got some issues. Listen, settle them today. They're all reconciled to the cross of Jesus Christ. Well, I don't like those church people. Listen, it's not about church people. Be reconciled to Jesus Christ today. If you've never done that, do it today. If you've never done that, do that today. Bible says we're all sinners, all of us, all of us. Bible says we've earned a punishment, death, not this death. We're going to die unless Jesus comes again. Separation from God for all eternity. Book of Revelation, the second death. That's our fate, and it's just we've earned it. The Bible says our hope is in a Savior named Jesus. Our peace 
In these days, in hard days, is in a Savior named Jesus. Eternal life is in Savior named Jesus. If you've never done that, listen, do that today. Do that today. And if he is your Savior, maybe, maybe that's a, a thing for a bunch of us to hear today. And if he is your Savior, may it change everything. May it absolutely, totally, radically change everything. May we not go back to the priorities of the world. May we not go back to the things of this world. May we not go back to a retirement we may never cash a check from. May we not go back to a relationship that we think is going to solve all the problems or, or some experience that's going to change everything. May we not go back to those things. May we keep our eyes on Jesus. May we understand he's coming again. And those without the gospel, they're going to perish how are we going to live? Listen, followers of Christ, we ought to walk out of here and we ought to say there is hope. And dadgum, this world's hard. And I know what, I'm getting tired of a lot of it, but there is hope in Jesus. And let me tell you about my Savior, my kind, gracious Savior, Jesus. Listen, nothing else is going to matter. Nothing else is going to matter. Nothing else is going to matter. Question is this. So what are we doing what are we doing? How are we living? And maybe the better question is this. So what will we do? What will we do today, Thursday, into May? What are we going to do? May we become so impressed with the gospel of Jesus Christ. May we become so awestruck with the great creator God that sends his only begotten son that we could not be the same that we would say, you know what, this is the word of God and it's living and it's active and I'm gonna order my life according to this and I'm gonna bless my bride by leading her according to this. I'm gonna teach my kids so they do not perish so they're not pulled into the garbage of the world according to this and I'm gonna lead many people to the throne, to Jesus, to redemption through the salvation offered through Jesus Christ. How are we living? Dear God, let us not be content to go back to garbage and nonsense and things that will not last. How are we living? I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer. The first off is this. If you never put your faith in Christ, I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer. You know what? It's not the prayer that saves us. It's our heart saying, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Lord, I confess to you my sin, and I know that you made the remedy for it, and I profess you as my Lord and my Savior. Best I know how, I'm going to follow you as my Savior. I'm going to lead us in that prayer, and you, and you can pray it. You can pray it silently. You can pray it out loud. But if that's your heart today, settle it today. And then I'm going to lead us in a prayer for us as believers here today that we couldn't be the same, that we couldn't live the same, that we couldn't be so dumb, that we wouldn't be radically changed by the good news that stands even today. I'm going to ask if you'll stand. Dear Father, we come today and I'm thankful for you. And I'm so thankful that there is a powerful, mighty God. And I'm so thankful that he loves me. I don't understand why, but he's gracious and he's kind and he sent his only begotten son. And he dies on the cross for my sin, dies my death in my place, takes the wrath of a righteous God and it's poured out upon the perfect lamb. I'm so thankful for that. Lord, we come today and we tell you we love you and we worship you. We confess you, we profess you as our Lord and our Savior. Some of us here today, we tell you, come into our hearts, save us today. Save us today. We tell you, all of us, the best we know how, we're going to follow you as our Lord. Come into our hearts, Lord, and save us.
Lord, I'm thankful that it's not based upon good deeds, not based upon good thoughts, good works. Really, there's none of those in me, none of those in us, but it's settled in the cross of Calvary. Lord, I'm thankful for such a great salvation. I pray for us here today that have made that decision. I pray, pray for us here today as believers, believers in the gospel, the truth of Jesus Christ. I pray that we would truly stand up. And I pray that we would throw off the garbage and the shackles of this world and we would stand in the good news of salvation, redemption through Jesus Christ. I pray we couldn't be silent. I pray that we couldn't help but tell others about the hope that we have in our Savior. I pray that we would look different. I pray that people would see the good news and they would hear it from our mouths. Lord, empower us for that. And then I come today and I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful that whatever happens in that accident, that you're righteous and you're faithful, you're just and you're kind. And though not one thing we can do, we can lay it at your feet. And I'm thankful that on the testimony of his own mouth, Kenny Kieschnick, when he closed his mouth, his eyes here, that a place prepared to the cross of Calvary was made ready and secured. And he opens his eyes in the presence of Jesus. Our hope, our peace. I'm thankful, Lord, for that. Lord, we lay this at your feet. We tell you we love you. We worship you. And we praise you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.